Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, I have a great song for you today. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. With our love for Jesus growing day by day. This is the day that we celebrate our Lord. Okay, I just made that song up to go along with it's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. But it is since it's Christmas Eve, and happy Christmas Eve to you. And I pray that you're honoring Jesus in all you do and say, God is good, he's always good, and he's on the throne of our lives. Our Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the listeners. Thank you for their lives. I pray you'd bless them, you'd lead them, you'd guide them, and give them a great day today. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. I don't know about you, but I like the Christmas songs. Of course, I like the spiritual Christmas songs, but you know, we there's these other ones too that we're raised with, the kind of the fun things, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. You know that one? How about deck the halls with boughs of holly, tra-la-la-la-la-la-la-la, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose, Frosty the snowman, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm talking about. Those are songs that with the secular world we sing, and I know there's nothing wrong with singing those songs. In fact, it's fun. I like listening to them. But this morning and tomorrow, I want to talk about some songs of Christmas, songs that have some real meaning behind them. I shared a sermon a few weeks ago, kind of a piece of a sermon, just kind of a dialogue with my associate pastor, and we talked about the the song Joy to the World. In 1719, Isaac Watts wrote a hymn that came to be entitled Joy to the World. It's one of the most beloved Christmas carols because it captures the essence of Christmas. But did you know that really wasn't a Christmas carol? Instead of Joy to the World, the Lord has come, it was written Joy to the World, the Lord is come. It was about his second coming. It was about the second coming of Christ and the importance of, of him coming. And, and we've, we've, he's turned it into a, a Christmas song, or not he, but everyone else. But it's a great Christmas song because joy to the world, because the Lord is come, and the Lord has come, and he has changed our life. It doesn't matter who we are, he has come for us. In fact, in Isaiah 9, 6, as you know, this great passage of Scripture by the prophet Isaiah, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You know, I think Watts was right in entitling his his, uh, song Joy to the World, because you know what? Jesus Christ brings joy, brings great joy. You know, it's, it's a joy to serve the King of Kings. It's a joy to recognize what he's doing and what he wants to do. And you know, it's a universal joy. It's a joy around the world. But for unto us a child is born. What great joy is that? That, G, that God had a plan for Jesus Christ, that each one of us who believed upon his name should be saved and have eternal life. How incredible is that? And, the, and this And the scripture says, and the government shall rest upon his shoulder. Yes, he's in charge of all things. Our Lord and Savior is in charge of all things. That's why Paul said in Philippians 4.13, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Through Christ who strengthens us, 
we are so fortunate to have Jesus Christ in our life. You know, there's a little, the other song, Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how sweet. You know that song. In Micah 5, 2, it says, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though you be little among thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be the ruler of Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. That's in Micah. Again, the prediction. And then, of course, we know we know in, in Luke you know, chapter 2, probably one of the most famous uh, books and chapters for dealing with Christmas. And I'm going to read it to you. Verse 1 through 7 says, This is Christmas Eve. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that census should be taken the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Cenaria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth into Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her first son, firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger, wrapped him in cloth, excuse me, and placed him in a manger because there was no room for him in the end. See, and it came to pass in those days that there was a decree for Caesar Augustus, you know, that all the world should be taxed. Oh, that's a great decree. And this taxing was first made by was Serenius, was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone in his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was in a house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so was that, while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son. And of course, we know he was Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth, old little town of Bethlehem, who brought Jesus Christ into the world to change the world. And our lives would be different because of it. And then we have that song. We're just going to do some of these today, and then tomorrow I'm going to share a little bit more. But you know the song, Emmanuel, 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 God with us, Emmanuel, on and on. Isaiah 7, 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall his name be Emmanuel. That's Isaiah 7, 14. That's a prophet calling into existence what was going to happen and that, that Jesus Christ would someday be born. Isn't that amazing? Prophecies that took place, recognizing out of Isaiah and Jeremiah and some of the Old Testament books, the coming of our Lord. You know, it's so important for us to realize he planned on us having Emmanuel. And you can hear that song in probably one of your services, you'll have that song and then, then I think of the uh, the song which uh, many of you know that's very uh, famous in Christian songs is "O Come, All Ye Faithful." O Come, All Ye Faithful, Joyful and Triumphant. O Come Ye, O Come Ye to Bethlehem. Come, you know, and on and on and on. I know I could sing. You know, I like to sing, so I just I just do because I like it. And I like singing praises to the Lord and singing songs about the Lord. But we find in Matthew 2, 1 through 11, 
about this. He says, now, <clears throat> excuse me, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem was with him. When he had called together all the people, chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by, by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. There we go again, more prophecy. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. And as soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them when it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and incense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Aren't you glad? I'm so glad, too. They didn't let Herod know. But it had to fulfill prophecy. You know, O come, all ye faithful. And, you know, we that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to come, all ye faithful. He wants us to be a part of a relationship with him. And he sent, God sent Jesus Christ in the world so we could have a relationship with him. We could go to him day and night, whatever our situation is, he will be there. He would never leave us nor forsake us. He would be with us always to the very end of the age. That is what he's all about. But sometimes we forget. Sometimes we get caught up with all the fanfare of Christmas. All the fanfare of Santa Claus is coming to town. Hey, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better watch out. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. You know what? I like that song. And it's Santa Claus. That's kind of a fun thing. But you know, that's not Christmas. So it's Christmas is the birth of Jesus Christ. Santa Claus, and I, folks, don't get me wrong. I don't have any problem with Santas at the mall and this and that and, and people seeing Santa and our kids, you know, learning about Santa. As long as the kids understand and we teach them why we celebrate Christmas, that it's all about Jesus Christ. But enjoy Santa. Enjoy the reindeer. Enjoy all that comes with that. We had an elf night with our young adults. They all dressed up an elf and watched the elf movie dealing with Christmas and in uh, North Pole and all these kind of things. And I went to it. I mean, I just, I'm a kid at heart too. We had a great time. There's nothing wrong with having a great time. But let's not, let's not put the things of the world in front of the things of God. Let's never forget why we celebrate this great, great time. And that's because of the birth of Christ. Even though we know Christ, we believe, is born somewhere in maybe April or something like that, they celebrate it during this time. But, uh, you know, I, I think God wants us to have fun in life. I think he, he set out things for us to do that are fun and exciting. There's all sorts of, even in, in Easter, you know, the, we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. And, of course, there's Easter bunny and there's the, there's the eggs and all the chocolate and this and that. People have a great time with that. But we don't want to forget 
the importance of the resurrection. That's what it's about. And, you know, I think in life we tie up fun with, with life. I, you know, I'm a big sports fan. I love different sports teams. I follow all sorts of sports. But that doesn't mean we worship the sports. That doesn't mean they're first place in our life. Jesus is first place in our life. Let's go into tonight. Let's go into Christmas Eve and say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. We celebrate the birth of you. Thank you, folks. Tune in tomorrow for Christmas and have a merry Christmas. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.